previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. Abe, you have a vision. You see before you a man step out from white swirling mist. He leans down, touches you on the brow and says, you have much work yet to be done. And then after two days of tracking, you actually see that the tracks split. Abe at that point decides that he's going to follow the branching off path. Following the tracks, you come upon a small hamlet, but you have definitely seen at least 10 people walking in and out of the houses. And among them, you see two people that you saw taking Ambionitis and Brixius away. I want to cast Cause Fear on him. I just want to know where the rest of you went. The, the majority of the group went a little farther north. I'm lifting up my eye patch to show my false eye, which lets me attempt to receive guidance from my patron. Suddenly you see kind of like double vision that shows a line of purple mist leading off towards the north. Oh no, not the purple mist. Where exactly are we? Well, right now you're just in Trugala Kingdom. Isn't that where we're supposed to be going? Yes. And I'm and I'm speaking for everyone on my behalf, but I think we'd be uh, grateful to be able to help take these guys in and do our part for Trugala. So there's been rumors about demons in Trugala Kingdom. Do you know anything about demons? Look, I said I don't know anything about demons, but you know, we do have a history as a kingdom. I hit him again. That doesn't help me. Is he dead yet? The law and religion in Trugala are hand in hand. They coexist and operate seamlessly. You enter into the magistrate's office. Name and business? I'm Abraham Van Halen. We have these uh, criminals. And what did they do? Criminal things. These two behind me, all bloodied face and tied up, are slavers. Oh, well, that's very serious. For that case, you can go straight to the magistrate. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Ben Renfro. Better patter, let's get at her. Brad Richards. Four minutes each side, heavily salt and peppered, deep grill marks, and down the hatch. That's how you cook the meat. Matt Smith. If you don't like my music, you a bitch. You talk. <laughs> Be rich. Have you ever seen those videos that he's re- referencing? Oh man! What kind of music you like, Matt? I only just listen kidding. To, uh... I don't give a fuck. Oh. <laughs> oh. I hate you because like I do that all the time. It's so much better when I don't do it and like I get to appreciate it. Um, but also, well, I believe I have seen the videos. I just can't think what the fuck they're called. Or I'm what crying the on the inside from. and on the outside. Well, Matt, we'll definitely, we'll have Matt and I will definitely have to send you those videos because I, I, you might not have seen them. They're a local guy who has a, I'm doing air quotes over here, stellar <laughs> rap career. Oh man, it's one of the best things I've ever seen oh, in my life. Let's start naming off local rappers from Brunswick. Okay. Hey, I'm a SoundCloud rapper, Little E. Yeah, but I mean, if you do want to send them to me, I'm always willing to 
Look Marcus at dumb Ford, shit. God, please edit out everything Ben just said. <laughs> Mason who's, Oka. Who's, uh, the Froggy Fresh? Don't you He's ever local. talk about Froggy Fresh like that again. I'll come over there through this computer and slap the absolute dog shit out of you. Froggy Fresh ain't <laughs> local. Is he not? Froggy Fresh is a goddamn idol. <laughs> okay. And anybody that thinks otherwise, I'll beat you. And our last host, Eric Nemeth. What does 6.9 mean? What? There's a period getting in the way of another good thing. Mm, only if you let it. <laughs> Damn it, I saw something else about some shit like that and I can't remember. I applaud you, Eric. Yeah, I did not see that coming. <laughs> Aha, you didn't because of the period. You didn't see the period coming, or? You never do. I was thinking there was an Oxford comma in there. My bad. You know I'm too stupid for that. <laughs> we are a 5th edition actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast, and this is our 34th episode. We are short one additional co-host tonight in the form of Brad Renfro, who plays Jet. He will be taken by uh, a sudden bout of silence and will just be observing in our activities today. <laughs> Hold on, give me a second, let me, <laughs> let me get some of these sure. out. <laughs> he goes, oh daddy. Oh dad. What are you doing over there? I just needed some cough drops, I'm dying today. Oh, papa. Oh, oh fuck. Oh. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. <laughs> she. <laughs> Actually, Miss Katie, I take some offense to that. I am a very deep voice fellow myself, and I like to say, oh, fuck, in the bedroom. <laughs> None of my sexual companions have ever complained about the way I said, oh, fuck, in the bedroom. Oh, fuck. Okay, so here's the deal. Yes, 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 yes. Benjamin Scott Renfro started listening to uh, Letter Kenny, or started watching Letter Kenny, and oh, I've never no. been more proud in my life. So, yeah. <laughs> Eric, season two, episode three, after the third commercial. There is a big burly man, Squirrely Dan, Squirly Dan. saying, "Aw fuck. <laughs> oh, and it's, fuck. It's, that scene sums you up very well, and I can't unsee it. Yeah, you really kind of ruined that. <laughs> Can you send me a link to it? I'll watch it later tonight. It's on Hulu, you son of a bitch. I'll send you the link. I'll send you the links. <laughs> wait, what, wait what's, it, what's it called? Letter Kenny. <laughs> it's called Leonard Kenny. <laughs> All right, just send me what episode and what time it is. I'll watch it tonight. All right, I got the giggles. <laughs> I got the herpes. <laughs> Sorry, I got the giggles. Not the herpes. Well, right. Paul, are you gonna get the show on the road or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you gotta talk about Letter Kenny. You always have to talk about Letter Kenny. Holy shit! I found Mewtwo. Sorry. Found him where? Nowhere. In his own pants. That is what he named his. His floppy disk. Oh. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, I'm sorry, fuck. let's go. As I said earlier, we are a 5th edition actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast, and this is how we roll on our 34th episode. Um, that's Who how remembers? we roll a 6 and a 4. Or a 6 and a 9. No, there's not a 9 on a D6 that I rolled. Oh, well, there's one on a D10. Anyways, um, who remembers what happened last time on the Death Saving Bros? Actually, you know what? Let's start with Matt. What happened? No, no, no. 
<laughs> I'm just going to summarize. Nice execution. You're doing terrific. <laughs> you know, I'd, I've only been doing this 34 times, though. <laughs> Some brosies. Low bones. <laughs> so, you guys left the Salt Mine Valley after dealing with all the bullshit that was happening between Roscoe and Wilhelmina. And you decided that you were going to go to Trugala and try and track down some Trugalan spies. As you were going through the mountains, you wound up coming across some ogres, and then you ran into slavers. Uh, once you encountered those slavers, Ambionitis, Brixius, and Finrail were all taken as captives and uh, potential slaves to be auctioned off. Abe, Van Halen, and Prothean and Jet all came after you, and they had to split up. So Abe went a little bit farther south to follow one set of tracks, while Jet and Prothean went to the farmhouse and dealt with the corn farm farmers and the slavers, and then you guys continued. Don't forget, I also taught a child about religion. We're not there yet. (laughs) Um, And while they were dealing with the corn farm, uh, Abe was a little bit farther south, and he was dealing with a small hamlet where the supposed slave auction was actually going to take place. And he wound up getting some information about where Ambionitis, Rixius, and Finrail had been taken. He stole a horse and then ran off, and that's where he met you all on the road. And then you continued on to Astrakane in Trugala Kingdom, where you took the remaining slavers to the magistrate, and you were told, oh, that's a very serious crime. Go ahead, right in. And the old lady that was the secretary pressed a button. The entire wall opened up, and you are now in a courtroom in the city of Astrakane, in a little stone house that is attached to this gigantic cathedral in the middle of the city. And I guess I skipped over the part where Prothean taught (laughs) quote-unquote religion to the girl at the corn farm who also saw him execute one of the slavers and she went full goth because what is the meaning well actually that'd be more like emo what is the meaning of life if some big man can just execute another man in a corn farm in a cornfield he followed the wrong religion that's his own damn fault (laughs) What is life? He didn't say anything about religion. <laughs> he just tried to take you as slaves. Paul was, sounds like the uh, the dungeon master isn't respecting Torm enough. I just assumed he was a godless heathen. That means he's expendable. They don't have souls. Paul, hmm? you want to know what I appreciate about you? Jesus Christ. <laughs> How good your recaps are. Thank you. You're welcome. So yeah, you are in this courtroom now. Uh, there are wooden benches to the left and to the right, and there is a straight walkway that leads up to this 10-foot tall podium, and uh, on the front of the podium is engraved a symbol of two balanced scales, and it is imposed over the face that you've been seeing around town, that five-part face, the one with the five different sections of different faces all on one face shape. So the little old lady says... Oh, well, for that crime, that is very serious. You can go right in. The magistrate will be along shortly. He's just finishing finishing service in the cathedral next door. So just wait a couple moments and he'll be right with you. Thank you. 
and she presses the button again, and the wall closes behind you, and you're alone in this courtroom. Does she do that every time someone's, like, for each person in the line? She swings the entire wall, like, open. They walk in. Then she swings it closed. Next person comes in to pay their, like, their cart traffic fine. Swings all the way in. Closes. (laughs) Only if it's a very serious crime. Guys, I think we're in a courtroom. So, we're just in this courtroom alone? Yes, at the moment you are. I would like to put on my kilt to look fancy for the court. Where did you get... Oh, your kilt from uh, from Ryford, the Steel Glade Gala. If you can remember that, good on you, because I have no idea. I just have kilt written on my sheet. <laughs> so... <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, when the fuck did that happen? I'm just going to wander around the courtroom see if I can play with anything. Um, Prothean, you're walking around and there's... There's nothing really in the courtroom right now. Um, there are like, you know, in, in um, giant lecture halls, how there are those tables that you can pull up next to your seat and then turn into like a little desk. Some of the benches have that. And then if you wander up towards the podium and you actually like walk up to the podium, do you do that? I'm going to do that. Okay. Behind <laughs> the podium, you can see there is um, a gavel and there's a chair. And there's also a, uh, no, that's it. I'm going to sit in the chair and play with the gavel. Okay, so Prothean's sitting on the podium, and he's twirling the the gavel in his hand, I guess. I would like to do a perception check. What for? Um, do I see any, like, demon portals or, um, (laughs) (laughs) anything else that might look suspicious to my character? Go. Oh, that's a good roll. Um, 19. This looks like any sort of upstanding place of business. Okay, then I just stand there and wait. I want to be standing with the... We have two two of these slavers in tow, right? You actually have three. Three? Yeah. Really? Um, Squats is there, too. Ah, Squats. Okay. Yeah, she, she speaks up and says, I was just being really quiet the other day. You You guys completely forgot about me. We did. It's amazing you didn't escape while you had the chance. Yeah, you you would almost think that there's <laughs> some some higher power that that put me back in my place. And then we all look at the camera. Okay, I want to be standing with them and just you know making sure they don't do anything goofy. Like sitting at the podium playing with a gavel. <laughs> <laughs> do I see that happening, Prothean? Yeah. You should steal the gavel, and when the judge comes in and looks for it, he'll never know. You can put it in your pants and play it off as your schlong. No, With a no, no, we can't. It'd be funny. But stealing is wrong. Jimmy Crackhorn speaks up and goes, Yeah, I don't think that would be a really good idea. I punch him square in the face. Prothean, <laughs> plant it on Jimmy so that he then gets crucified for this. I slam the gavel down and yell order in the courtroom. What a waste of good wood. <laughs> Suddenly, a door swings open to the right side of the courtroom, if you're facing the podium, the right side. And through the door, you hear the the echoes of, like, Gregorian chanting, just... Is this a church? Or a court? Next door it is. Oh. Okay, cool. Remember, the, the religion and law work seamlessly in 
Trugala. Way to tie that all together, Paul. Thanks. <laughs> so you hear the the chanting coming through this door, and um, then the the chanting stops, and there's a faint echo of somebody who seems it, you can't really hear exactly what's being said, but you can hear basically like it sounds like a closing speech sort of thing. Okay. I want to whisper to Prothean. Hey, you should probably get down from there. Yeah, I probably should. I'm going to walk around, away from the podium. Prothean, you, know, you want to know what would be funny? <laughs> if you went through that door and interrupted their service and preached about your God instead of their God. I'm pretty sure they'll get us crucified here, but maybe later. That sounds like a or, good idea. So you can either get crucified or you can convert an entire room full of people to follow your God. Maybe. And then to then you hear the door slam and uh, a very large man, like think your high school football linebacker with, well, actually, no, just think like adult high school f- football linebacker with a giant neck, really broad shoulders. Um, he walks... Wait, his... so he's he's an adult high school no, football he... <laughs> linebacker. <laughs> he's just an adult <laughs> football linebacker. That's that's he's still in high school. <laughs> Maybe he <laughs> is a slow learner. Anyways, he walks in, uh, steps in front of the podium, and he puts his hands. Uh, he doesn't clasp them. He just puts his one palm atop his the back of his other hand and places them in front of him and says, Arise for the Grand Magistrate of Astrakhane. Pretty sure we're all already standing. I I look around. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you suddenly hear a gavel hammering on the podium, but you don't see anybody. Where's Prothean? (laughs) I'm standing right next to you guys. Okay, so it's definitely not him. Oh, no, I'm, wa- just wa- I'm randomly just walking around, just not paying attention to anything. So the gavel bangs again, and then there's a you hear a scraping of wood on wood, like a chair being dragged across the floor, and then suddenly a tiny face pops over the podium, <laughs> and you see that it is a gnome. Teeny tiny little gnome is standing behind the podium, and he has this giant uh, white and gold headdress on and like imagine a bishop basically a Catholic bishop he's wearing one of those hats and he has uh, gold you can see just the top of his shoulders uh, he has gold robes uh, over his shoulders and he says welcome to Astrakhane I am Lord Carfwad Lord Farquad Farquad Lord Kafwa. Oh, that is definitely who he based this off of. Three, pick three, my lord. The little short dude. Oh, Astrakane. Astrakane sounds like something some trust fund kid would, like, overdose on. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked. Would it be injected or popped? Both. It's definitely a pill. There's a, the gavel bangs again, and Lord Carfwad says, Order in the court. I believe that we have an important case to deal with. Yeah, these nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. Please bring forward the applicants. 
I, I step forward. <laughs> I gently pull my sack. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I kick the shit out of what's his face and get him going. Jimmy Crack Corn goes, Ow! That hurt! Fuck you. Don't like it! And Lord Carfwad says, So, what charges are brought before me today? Slavery. Oh, let's see. We got a uh, felonious assault. We got um, kidnapping. We have wrongful imprisonment. Human trafficking. Let's see what else. Being a little bitch. Yeah. Probably molestation. I was going to say molestation, abuse, assault, battery. Uh, squats skips upper body day all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about legs, schmelz. It's all about legs. Booty day. Well, this is all very serious. Do you have any evidence to support this? Yeah. I want to nudge Jimmy and be like, tell him you did it. Ah! Uh, um... I didn't do it. I'm just going to turn to Jimmy Crack Corn and give him one of my signature smiles. Do I still have bruises and cuts from my fight with them? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I take my shirt off. I'm assuming I have to do so. Say, yes, these bruises and cuts are from my fight with these people and their entire fucking gang of slavers. Also, do I have, like, rope burn around my wrists from being tied up for so long? Yes, you do. I also want to show my rope burn. To show that I was bound and as a slave being transported. Can I do my intimidation check with my smile towards Jimmy Crackhorn? Sure. I love the fact that this fucking guy's name is Jimmy Crackhorn. I rolled a 13. Can I get a vantage because I've been scaring the crap out of him lately? Jimmy is not uh, intimidated enough to... Damn it. Preach his guilt. But Lord Carfwad does seem a little bit uh, convinced by the rope burns and the cuts and he goes... Well, I do believe that we should, uh, we should cast a little zone of truth on you two half-orcs to determine the veracity of your claims. And he snaps his fingers, and I need a constitution, is it? I think it's whiz. Hold on, I have it saved. Zone of truth, zone of truth, found it. Charisma saving throw. Okay, thank you. I need uh, Brixius and Ambionitis to please roll charisma saving throws. 23. 12. Okay. So, Brixius, you pass. Ambionitis, you fail. And Lord Carfwad says, Ah, well, I do apologize. Um, the shorter of the two half-orcs. I'm sorry, what are your names? I am Brixius. Wait. If you pass, does that mean you have to lie? And if you fail, that means you can't lie? Or how does this work? No, if you pass, you can choose, I think. And if you fail, you have to tell the truth. Exactly. If you pass, you are not affected by zone of truth. If you fail, then you are compelled to tell only truths. All right. I am uh, Brixius Hammerbottom. Ambionitis Hammerbottom. Brixius and Ambionitis, welcome. Welcome to my courtroom. Ambionitis, since you, you are going to be affected by my spell, please tell me once again, who in this courtroom is guilty of the crimes of molestation? Uh, uh, <laughs> I look at, I look at Abe. <laughs> Wait, no, if Dosh uh, was here, not Abe. <laughs> of assault and battery, of potential slaving, well, it of... Would be definite slaving kidnapping of all those other ones that you had mentioned earlier actually that's that'd be prothean to be honest <laughs> <laughs> i've never kidnapped anyone 
you were talking about um, kidnapping a young street urchin as a new ficus. <laughs> That's not kidnapping. It's called adoption. That was the farmer's daughter. So enforced slavery. Oh, no, that was before the farmer's daughter. He was asking if he could look for a street urchin. Oh, my Lord. What are we... What are, what have we gotten ourselves into with this guy? <laughs> how, how, where do you think you get squires from? They don't grow on trees. I think we might be the bad guys. Please, Ambionitis, answer the question for me. So, it's definite slaving, possible molestation, but I smack the fuck out of Jimmy Crackcorn in the back of the head. Go, this asshole... I point to the other two and go, those assholes, yes. Thank you very much for your honesty. And he snaps his fingers and says, those three can be taken for sentencing. Wait, and he... Hmm? Is this guy also in the same zone of truth? No. Shit. Okay. Do we get a reward? Um, so guards come out and, uh... They take them away, and Jimmy Crackcorn goes, I thought you said you were going to put in a good word for me. And then you lied. Uh... <laughs> that was rude. <laughs> and they're taken away. Lord Carfwad looks down on you and uh, says, You are new to Astrakane. I have never seen you before, but thank you very much for being such good citizens of Trugala. No problem, Farquad. He gives you a little <laughs> golf clap and says, Please, there is no line. There are no services anymo anymore. We just finished praising. And he puts his hands together in prayer and looks upward and says, Praising our god, Helleros, the one true god of the many faces. Anyways, if you wish to ask me any questions or to ask anything of me, please do so now. Do we get a reward for turning these guys in? Is it not a reward to have assisted in maintaining law in this land? Well, this isn't of our course. land, so... <laughs> it's not your land. This land is my land. <laughs> this land is your <laughs> land. What land is is yours? Well, I would consider this... Kind of between uh, lands at the moment. This one little uh, tree hut out in the woods of Nashpur ought to be mine. And my brother's, that's where we live for a while. But uh, we're travelers, so I guess we don't necessarily belong to any one kingdom or land. Uh, Lord Carfwad leans over the podium and looks straight down at his at his bailiff, I guess. And the bailiff looks straight up at Lord, Card Lord Carfwad. And they then both look at all of you and, and Lord Carfwad says, You are from the Free Cities. Uh, if you want to call it free, sure. Saltmine Valley, that's where we reside. But you have no allegiance to them. Nope. Can't say I do. And he points at Ambionitis and says, Is Brixius telling us the truth? Exactly. That you have no allegiance to the free cities? Uh, my only allegiance is to my to my family. And that's my only family right there. And I guess this little group we travel with, it's kind of a family, so that's my allegiance. I smile and wave. And Finrail. I like Finn still. Um, I mean, I guess he's telling the truth because we don't 
necessarily do we i mean we have citizenship but we don't really well i guess i am like a business much. owner in the city so yeah but do we really have like an allegiance to them because no, we, I'm we just, really don't we just kind of live there and operate there that's just why i have my gym right i would definitely set up another shop here too i mean that's yeah okay yeah he's telling the truth for the most part yeah if i'm lying i don't know i'm lying <laughs> lord carfwad claps his hands in actual glee like he actually claps his hands and goes who goody i haven't had to break this out in in all my years here i give me one moment i will be right back if he pulls out any sort of sex toy or whip i'm going to be very upset (laughs) (laughs) he you hear the chair scrape back his hat disappears and you hear like pitter pattering down some stairs and then there a couple minutes pass and then he comes you hear the pitter-patter again, and the chair scrapes again, and his head pops back up at the top of the podium, and he's huffing and puffing. goes, I, I've had this saved for a very special occasion, and this is just such an occasion, welcoming new members to Trugala Kingdom. Please pay attention, and uh, we'll all be good. And you hear, like, a... And then a box is placed on top of the podium. And you, it pops open, and you hear. Oh no! This is Astra King, such a holy place. Here we have some rules. Here's a tiny taste. Hello, Rose is our god, and it's him we applaud. Astra King's a holy place. It's only demons we hit. Please be kind, little bit. Astra King. Astra King, Astra King's a holy place. My eyes going to twitch a little bit. I would I... like to become visibly uncomfortable, and my ass cheeks are tightened. I leave. Like <laughs> I, I'm like, my physical being. Like I am done with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You see, if I don't get one of you to threaten to leave every episode, I'm not doing my job. <laughs> you see, you see, uh, in my kilt, something start poking, poking through a little bit in the front. It's the gavel he stole. No, it's the mage hand. <laughs> he says, Happy Tuesday, everyone. Paul here with this week's announcements. This week, our podcast partner is Casual Master Quest. It's hosted by Tyler, who's an awesome fan of our show, and his pal Nick, and they want to invite you to join in on their gaming conversation. Hey everyone, Tyler from Casual Master Quest here. And I'm Nick, the sweaty one. We're pretty big fans of death saving bros like you guys, but hey, we got you covered too. While the Hammer Bottom Brothers love spearing their newest adventurer, we love tackling the wackier topics of video game tropes and news. And we're pretty sure you won't save your charisma check. Our spell save DC is pretty fucking high. Come check us out at casualmasterquest.podbean.com or just Google us. We're there. Casual Master Quest. The smartest way to hire. Not a motto, dipshit. Fuck. Make sure you head over and check them out, support a fellow podcasting team, and if you like what they're doing, give them a review. Any podcast that you enjoy, take a couple minutes to leave a rating and review. 
They'll love it as much as we do. And when we get reviews from Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or iTunes, you know we'll read you on the air. So make sure you do that. And, uh, of course, if you're interested in becoming a podcast partner, send an email with a quick synopsis of your project and a 30-second promo, if you have one, to deathsavingbros at gmail.com. We'll review your pitch and get back to you. Don't forget that we have multiple, and by multiple I mean we currently have two, designs that you can proudly wear on your chest. Head over to redbubble.com to get the chaotic neutral at best or classic logo design on your choice of article of clothing, mugs, or notebooks. Both can be found by searching Death Saving Bros on redbubble.com. We'll keep you updated on other news as it happens if you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Death Saving Bros, or you can follow Life Saving Bros on Instagram for plot hooks, pre-made character sheets, and other tips and tricks to bring your own D&D campaign to life. And speaking of bringing campaigns to life, we need your help to add a little bit of pizzazz to the show with uh, magic items. We are currently looking for magic item ideas, homebrew uh, ideas out of the various books throughout the iterations of Dungeons & Dragons over the years. Any ideas that you have, they could find their way into the hands of our adventurers. Send those to us on Twitter or by way of deathsavingbros at gmail.com, and we'll be sure to thank you for any suggestions that we use. That's in addition to the thanks that we owe you all for your support. We recently passed 6,000 downloads, and although we announced it on Twitter, I wanted to take a moment in this episode to thank you all so, so much for all the support you've shown. It's meant a ton to all of us, and we can't wait to keep bringing the laughs, the frosted tips, the spears, and all the demons that you could ever dream of. We're looking forward to reaching that next milestone with you. Without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Lord Farquaad says, So he just called him Farquaad. Yes. <laughs> he's done it three times. <laughs> Has he? I thought I've been trying to catch him. I thought he's been pretty no, good so been, far about he's it. Been done it a few times. So you all understand the rules? What was that line about demons? It's, I think it was, uh, apologies, I've only heard it a couple times. But a couple times? Today. How long have you been in this city? <laughs> I said a couple times today. Um, the line is, it's only demons we hit. What does that mean? It means that we try to be kind to everyone, and the only people that we hit, or the only creatures that we hit, are demons. demons. Oh, so like the only, only creatures you like physically like punch... Like, in the face? Yes. Gotcha. So don't go... And he wags his finger and says, So don't go punching people. I'll try not to. How how do you know who a demon is and who is not a demon? Well, uh, usually demons are evil and disgusting creatures. Wait, question for you. Have you ever seen a demon that has a symbol imprinted on their body? On their... Like, right above their hip? No, I don't believe so. I've never I've never met any demons. So you've never hit a demon yourself? No. When was last Astrocaine when was is last time? a very uh, Go on. Your honor. Astrocaine is a very holy place, and Trugala has not dealt with demons in over a millennia. Hmm. Are you looking for a history lesson? No, I'm looking for a demon that has a symbol on their hip that looks like 
the head of a rabbit with a tie of bow. But why would you ever seek out a demon? To hit him. Personal reasons. Revenge. All right, that's a little dark now there, guy. There should, there, a fella should know about enough fucking revenge talk. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, personal issues and matters. Family issues, if you say. Hmm. Well, I don't know of any demon with that symbol, but if you are out for revenge, and we are always looking to get rid of as many demons as we can... Because Trugala and Astrakane are, and he puts his hands back in prayer and looks up, a holy place. Perhaps I can talk to my superiors. And he uh, presses a button on his podium that Prothean could not see. And suddenly a shimmering bubble pops up over the podium. And like a little bit off to the side. So Lord Carfwad can turn to it and uh, there's some like shimmering in the middle sort of like static, and then suddenly a face comes into focus. And it's a type of face that only Abe and Prothean have ever seen. Brixius, Ambionitis, and Jet have never seen this before. It's a humanoid figure, but the face is that of a dragon. It's lizard-like, and it has scales, and the humanoid looks back at Lord Carfwad and says... What is it that you want, Carfwad? And Lord Carfwad says, Well, we have these travelers here who are looking for some information on a specific demon of history. And the... the dragonoid... or Well, it's a dragonborn. I'll start calling him a dragonborn. The dragonborn cuts him off and says, We don't deal with demons anymore. And Lord Farquaad... I did it again. I did it. <laughs> Lord Carfwad says, I, I know, I know, but just for happenstance, let's say that they were looking for a specific demon that had a tattoo just above the hip of a, did you say a rabbit? Head of rabbit with tie of bow that parents would be very disappointed to find on their daughters. <laughs> and sons, I'm guessing as well. Yeah, not as much, but I guess. <laughs> Head of rabbit with tie of bow. Do we know of anything like that? And the dragonborn kind of rolls his eyes and goes, Yes, I'm sure that there is something in our archives in the capital about such a demon. You know, of course we had such terrible history with them. But we don't deal with demons anymore. You know that, Carfwad. Is there anything else? Can we get a reward for (laughs) turning these slavers in? The dragonborn head swivels to look at you all and says, There shall be no reward for being a good citizen. I guess I have another question, too. Um, do you guys have any vacant buildings in the city that I could rent? Uh, the dragonborn looks back at Carfwad and says, This is a waste of my time. Call me again when you have something more urgent. Bitch, this is urgent. And he clicks off and the bubble bursts. Listen here, Queef Dick. Queef Dick, Jesus. <laughs> Queef Dick and Farquad. Um, our stuff is pretty urgent. Everything about my life is urgent. Carfwad looks down at you and says, 
Well, there you have it. Uh, if you wanted to look for some information, I'm sure you could go to the Capitol and research our archives, especially now that you are looking to invest in more Trugal in future. Um, as for your your vacant building that you for your gym, you say? Uh, yeah, I am a business owner. I do own a gym, and I would be happy to open up another fighting gym in your city. Oh, well then, I think that is a wonderful idea. Um, perhaps you could speak to Tyndall. Tinder? Tyndall's just a few blocks over. He has a big shop. It has a bunch of little tiny houses out in front of it. He is a realtor in the area, and uh, he could, I'm sure, hook you up with something mighty fine in Astrocane. Uh, but perhaps you would like to take a tour of the of the church. Maybe you will see something in there that uh, will spark a memory or some sort of recognition for this head of rabbit and bow of tie. And disappointment. Um. And disappointment. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess if you think that there might be something to do with demons in your church, which is pretty fucked up, but I could take a look. Well, again, we have... And I walk over to the church. We have history. And he goes, all right, here we go. And he hops, the chair scrapes back again, and you hear pitter-patter of steps going down, going down the stairs. And then he comes around the front, and he says, Now come along, Harry. Let's go show our guests around the Church of Helleros. And they lead you up to the right, um, around a corner, where that door that you could hear opening before, he opens it and leads you through. Walking into the church, you can see that those gigantic sweeping spires have been replicated on the interior. There are trellises up in the rafters that just swoop down and there are stained glass depictions of different scenes of what you can only assume as Trugalan history. There are battles and there are coronations and in every stained glass feature there's some aspect of the five-faced god. Down below there are pews that just go straight back in a just perfectly straightforward two rows on either side and all along like every five or so rows there are statues uh, to the left and to the right of this hall and they are the five-faced figure but each time each statue has a different set of faces so no no face is the same it's all five different aspects and as you're walking down the center of this this church, uh, you can hear the choir apparently still chanting for who knows what reason. There's nobody in there. Uh, just oh, I'm gonna put I'm practicing. I'm gonna put some some actual chanting in the background of the final thing. And Lord Lord Carfwad is uh, is speaking. He's tiny. He like barely comes up to uh, Ambionitis's knee. And his little bishop hat hat is swaying and his robes are dragging on the ground. And he says, have I ever seen a gnome before? No, you've seen halflings, but um, gnomes are even smaller. Gee. Okay. He says, our god Helleros is, uh, ha- is the one that brought us light in the darkness. He is the one that brought us knowledge. He is the one that saved us humans from the wars of the early gods. He is of all aspects. He is of knowledge. He is of good. He is of evil. He is of justice. And he is of revenge. So I'm sure that you've heard from other people being the traveling 
men that you are, that there are the gods of Torm and the gods of Sargonus and there are the gods of Iun. All those gods, they are nothing compared to Helleros, who is of all aspects. I want to nudge uh, Prothean. I just want to say my character looks pissed. Yeah, the entire time this guy is talking, I want to have this shit-eating grin and just keep glancing at Prothean. Seems like a pretty swell guy. <laughs> like, I know that this guy's absolutely trashing everything Prothean stands for, and it's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> Carfwad says, Yes, Brixius, Helleros really is quite amazing. And uh, ever since we really devoted ourselves, the entire, the entire kingdom really devoted themselves to following him, we have had no issues whatsoever with demons. Quick question, are there any gods in this room? Um, you have the the bailiff is with you, and there are also the choir Gregorian chanters somewhere in this place. I lean to Brixius and I'm being nice and whispering to yours. I think we could take them. Um, I'm sure we could, I, but... 100% sure we could, however... Like, I could step on this little fucker and he'd be dead. However... Punt him. <laughs> Punt him. Out a window. Yeah, you know, we could play some lawn darts with him if we really wanted to. However, send him sail- sailing through a stained glass window. We are here for demons. They're lying. They this entire country worships demons and uses them in war. Uh, Carfwad hears that and says, "We do no such thing. How <laughs> dare you say such a thing?" Uh, I'm sorry. He has Tourette's. Look, <laughs> in the past, we—I will admit—Trugala summoned several demons. We, a very bad thing happened, and there were many true Gollans to blame for that, but nothing of the sort in over a millennia. And he says, you know what? I will call up Zawadski again, and he can tell you that we don't use demons. And he starts jogging forward, and he's got to jog a long way, <laughs> because you're only about halfway up the, uh, the sacristy or whatever the the actual place is called and he jogs all the way up to the front of the church and he hops up on another podium there I want to take two steps and catch up to him (laughs) and be like oh I don't think you need to bother him he seemed pretty uh, perturbed oh no 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 he and I talk all the time and he seems like like you guys are really close yes yes we are and he's huffing and puffing and he presses a button on the podium and another shimmering bubble pops up the bubble Um, does does it just pop? That's <laughs> yeah, it pops. And Carfod looks at you and goes, "But wait, I please don't do that. I I need to speak with <laughs> Zawadski." And he presses the button again, and another bubble pops and I up. Pop yet another bubble. Carfod looks visibly annoyed now and goes, "Brixius, <laughs> I appreciate that you brought in those slavers, who were terrible criminals. But please let me speak to Zawadski." Oh, he seemed pretty upset with you last time, and we, we don't want to get you in, in trouble with your boss or anything. I say, fine, fine. I won't pop the bubble, and I raise both my hands up in the air so he can see I'm not going to pop it. He's going to do it with the mage hand. <laughs> <laughs> he presses the button a third time and says... Mage hand comes out and pops the bubble. <laughs> it wasn't me. Fine. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> I think that's the end of our tour. I pissed the little guy off. <laughs> he he turns to uh, the bailiff and says, Harry, 
perhaps you would like to show them to the door? And, um... I just saw laughing. <laughs> you start laughing? Why? Why not? <laughs> uh, Harry steps forward and goes, What would you like me to do with them, my lord? Besides show them to the door. Which door? <laughs> door number three. <laughs> Carfwad says, I don't know. Show them to any of the doors. Which, which door would you, would, do you think that they should go through? And uh, Harry puts his finger to his lips and goes, Hmm. Pick number three, my lord. Three. Pick three, my lord. Carfwad says, Sure, show them to the third door. Please be kind. Only hit demons. And don't be a little... You know the rest of the lyrics. And he turns and walks back behind the altar. And uh, you can see that he walks. when he walks past the altar, there is a giant collage uh, behind the altar that uh, showcases demons coming from the ground and then people from the right fighting them. And over both, there is a five-faced humanoid figure looking down over all of it. And... Uh, Brixius, go ahead and Brixius and Ambionitis, go ahead and give me a perception check. Fourteen. Fifteen. Fuck you. <laughs> Both are good enough. You vaguely recognize one of the demons in the collage. Hey, hey, short guy with the short temper. I have a question for you. <laughs> Carfwad turns in the doorway leading into the back and says. I thought you made it abundantly clear that we were done here. No, I was never done. You're the one who ran off. Um, you pitter-pattered off. Uh, this painting right here, this, this demon guy, that's the one, I think. He looks up at the collage and says, You're sure that the demon you're searching for is on this painting? Nope, but I got a good idea. Yeah, I'm... I'm not really sure about most things, but I'm decently sure about this one. Hmm. Well, this is the famous painting that is recreated in most of the churches of Helleros. It depicts the triumph of Helleros and the people over the demons of the abyss. I don't know exactly which demons those are, but if you're willing to let me blow a bubble again without Popping it, perhaps Zawadski knows a little bit more about which demons are actually pictured. Why didn't you just say so? You, you can blow bubbles all you want. <laughs> Carfwad huffs and marches back to the podium, looks you dead in the eye, lifts his finger over the button, stares you down. I raise both my hands and my mage hand up. And then presses the button. I fire an arrow. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then he presses the button and a bubble pops up and it's shimmering. And boiling. I roundhouse the motherfucker. No. I'm <laughs> <laughs> that one's a joke. Um, the shimmering dissol uh, resolves and the dragonborn face pops up again. His red scales are all on end and he looks down at Carfwad and goes, Carfwad, what is it this time? Can you be in two bubbles at once? Like, if I pushed one in the other room, would you also pop up there? No. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Pro I don't know. That only <laughs> doesn't happen. Proceed. Uh, Carfwad says, Now, Zawadski, I, I actually have a real question this time. The 
the great painting of the triumph of the people in Helleros over the demons of the abyss. Do you know which demons specifically are pictured in that painting? He rolls his eyes and goes, I know generally, yes. I don't know them off the top of my head, but I know that their names are written in the Chronicles of Parmar in the Grand Capital Archives. Chronicles of what? Of Parmar. Can you spell that for me? <sighs> yes. It's spelled P-A-R-M as in man, A-R. I don't even write anything down. I, I just, I scribble. Like I know what I'm doing. Now, are there any other questions? Or can I get back to my job? Carfwad. And, uh, Carfwad finally kind of seems to realize that he may have overstepped calling Zawadzki. And he says, Well, it, I just have one more. Um, our friends, Brixius and Ambionitis, still seem to be under the impression that well, and uh, a bunch of them, actually, all accused us of using demons in our wars today. You know, the skirmishes along the free cities. And I told them, of course not, That's that can't be true. Uh, please reassure them that we don't do that. And Zawadzki kind of looks between him and you guys and real quick goes, No. And then he hangs up. <laughs> that was convincing. Don't even need an insight check on that one. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to ask our little gnome friend to cast Zone of Truth real quick on the bubble. So, well, the bubble is in a different place, so it wouldn't have worked. Oh, nuts. Uh, I'd like to make an inside check on the quick no. Okay, go ahead and roll that. 21. Yeah, that is 100% <laughs> uh, a deflection. Hey, uh... Farquad, you know he's lying to you, right? No, of course not. No, he's... Zawadzki never lies to me about he's anything. He's definitely lying he to you. He didn't even lie to me about the possible promotion to a, uh... I don't even think he's really friends with you. To a priest of the capital. I don't think you're getting a promotion. I don't think he likes talking to you. And I know 100% sure he's lying about the demons. Uh, Carfwad kind of processes that and goes, But he promised that I would get... The yeah, how long ago did he promise that? Six years? <laughs> I'm going to give him a reassuring pat on his shoulder. <laughs> I'm just going to bust out laughing. Maybe in another six years, little guy, but <laughs> as of now, he's playing you. Playing you like a skin flute. Oh. And he just sighs and steps down from the podium and starts walking towards the back and hey. gestures with his hand. Harry... Please show them out of door number three. Now listen here, Farquad. <laughs> Come back here. It's Carfwad. Has it been that this whole time? Gee, I'm sorry. Yes. Um, so obviously, you'd probably be upset with him. So you can help us help yourself by helping us to figure out this whole demon situation, because obviously he's lying about it, and obviously you didn't know about it, so I'm sure... That uh, you should try to also figure out this demon stuff. And you obviously know more about this city and everything than we do, so it could be a great help to us as well. And in return, we can help you uh, stand up to uh, Bubble Boy. 
bubble buddy. Huh. Bubble buddy. Does he got a bubble butt? Bubble butt, bubble, 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 bubble butt. Turn around, show the world you got a bubble butt. Um, give me a persuasion check. Does a 12 do it? Lord Carfwad says, I definitely believe him. And he kind of seems to, like, reach a, a conclusion in his head. And he goes, I know that we don't use demons. It's we preach to all the peoples that demons are in the past. So maybe he is lying about the promotion, but he's not lying about the demons. Any help that you can get, that you may need in Astrakane, you can speak to Harry about. I have plenty of services that I need to lead in this church, but I'm sure that Harry would be help would be more than happy to help you in uh, some small way around the city. But for now, gentlemen, I appreciate you bringing the slavers, and I bid you good day. How much do you appreciate it? And I want to rub my fingers together like like coins. Uh, he ignores that and walks away. Rude. <laughs> Harry kind of like herds you all out the back down the long path, down the long sacristy, and uh, Abe, give me a perception check. Um, twelve. You see a an alms plate at the front of the church, and there are several coppers in it. Nah, Abe is greedy, but he's not a he's not criminally greedy. He's not sacrilegious. <laughs> not gonna, not gonna go that far. He just really wants to get paid. And uh, you're all taken out the front door, <laughs> and Harry says, "If you have any questions, you can come see me at my home. I live off of Celtic Avenue." And he closes the door behind you. Sometimes I feel like I play too smart for my character. <laughs> I feel like we sort of crusaded them. I feel like you demon hunters who actually know about how to find and hunt demons between the two of you should, should know start, how to fucking do your job. Should start finding the <laughs> demons instead of me trying to talk to people because my character's not supposed to be able to speak. Eh, he shouldn't be bad at it, but he shouldn't be good. Oh, if I started talking to him, there's a high possibility that they would have sent an entire army to try to kill us. I thought we were here to meet with some, like, contact Prothean head. Is that why we're here? Were we? Originally. <laughs> I, I thought that was the reason forgot. we, like, came through the pass. Like, sure, the demon yeah. dude is, like, a thing, but, yeah, weren't we originally trying to, like, just find this one guy? Yeah, I completely forgot about that. That was, like, a m couple months ago. I wasn't going to bring it up, but yeah, <laughs> that's definitely why uh, Prothean showed up at Brixius and Ambionis' door. He said that he had discovered a contact that Trugalan spies had been using just on the other side of the uh, the pass outside of South Salt, and you guys were taken captive by the slavers, so you actually wound up farther south than the where the pass would have let out. My lord. Can I go find that pass? Way to go, Prothean, for forgetting this. <laughs> forgetting our whole mission. Fucking dildo. And now because of that, <laughs> we just told that bubble dude like, that we're on to them. Now they're going to be more reserved about it, which is going to make our lives harder. Plus, you made me have to talk to people for a while, which isn't really my character. Fuck. Hey, if I would have talked to him, there would have been a war started. We never even had to talk to him, is my point. We could have just, eh, all right, cool, thanks, and then went to your fucking contact. Not my <laughs> job to plan stuff out. You're the demon hunter. 
You came to us wanting to come up here and finish hunting these demons. You dumb fucking bitch. I also have the tension span of a peanut. We've been over this. Well, listen. <laughs> we got we to figure something out because me and Ambionitis are not supposed to be able to talk or figure shit out. We're supposed to just be able to hit things and kind of get through with mild humor. Bingo. You, All right, let's go to the pass. Jet... I'm really not sure what Jed is doing. He's still a boy from, like, a temple and just running around just following us. You have a no attention span. Yep. So this puts it all on Abe, who just joined our group and is only in this for the money. So, how are we we still alive? (laughs) How are we supposed to get things done? That's going to pass. Very cautiously likely. How far away is... How far are we from where we are supposed to be? Probably like a day or two. (laughs) How, How off track did we get? You're... Yeah, it's probably about two days. Mm. All right. While we're in town, is there any sort of shop, either either shop that deals in like monster parts or like an alchemist, or is there a place I could go to like collect like a bounty on a slain monster? Mm, yeah, give me an investigation check. <laughs> or yeah, an investigation check. 21. There is a exotic meats and delicacies shop, and they deal in random exotic meats, specifically <laughs> monsters. Because basically what I want to do is take these two ogre teeth I have and just cash them in for money as proof that I killed some ogres. Oh, well, they are not going to be interested in teeth. Right. Um, there is... You never had teeth stew? The fuck is wrong with you? Teeth stew. Hmm. Yeah, there's there's a there's a bounty hunter shop. Uh, it's it's called um, Astrocane Bounty Hunters Incorporated. Because <laughs> they have corporations <laughs> at this point in time. This place does. <laughs> um, inside there's there's a there's a gangly youth that is just uh, like tapping his pencil on the desk and he looks bored out of his mind and goes yeah what do you want hey gangly youth how much for two dead hey, ogres um I don't know like maybe like five gold pieces a piece five gold each yeah I don't like, I don't know can you give me a good answer I'm just supposed to man the desk do you have like a, a book to look through to find a good price? Maybe. I don't know. Boss doesn't let me check. Listen here, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the fucking boss, asshole? I'd like to speak to a manager. God damn it. I hate that more than anything. <laughs> do you know how many times people say that to me and I go, yeah, let me get him for you real quick. And I just do a 360 and look at him. Be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll go get the book. And he goes and in the back and comes out with a book and s- confirms, yeah, it's five coppers. All right. No, gold. <laughs> five gold each? Yes. All right. Pull out the t- ogre teeth. How do I Proof know that these two. are two different ogres? Because I pulled, they're both the, the same tooth. Fine. I don't, I don't <laughs> care. It's not my money. Good attitude. <laughs> All right. So he gives me the you've a, got, a trade. You've got 10, 10 gold. Okay. I split. I split it evenly among the party. This guy's okay. So everybody winds up with two gold? Two gold. And then I I just throw two gold at Jet's mute body. (laughs) (laughs) 
It just clangs off him and it hits the ground. It definitely does not clang. He <laughs> catches the shit out of that and says something to the effect of, that's two years worth of wages. Woo! <laughs> well, thanks, guy. That was mighty kind of you. Now he doesn't have to pay him for this year. You just saved <laughs> me a ton of money on employment. Uh, anything else that you guys want to do in Can town? Can I buy a bucket hat? Yeah, that'll be five coppers. Good. Now, my guy's wearing a kilt and a bucket hat and nothing else. Not even your armor? Oh. I'm unarmored. Does the bucket hat go on top of your uh, spooky helmet? Oh my goodness, hold on. <laughs> Everything changes. Uh, so, if I walk around naked the full time like I typically do... When I get into combat, am I allowed to put on my armor? Does it, like, take a turn to put on my armor? It takes ten minutes to don your armor. Jesus Christ. Ten minutes? Can I just wear a chest plate, and does that count? Yeah, there's, uh... Is he jacking off for nine minutes and then putting on his armor? Can I just wear, like, shoulder pads? (laughs) Like, football shoulder pads is my armor. (laughs) And would that be Um, sufficient enough? No. Alma does take a while to put on. Alright, while you're doing that, I'm just gonna walk around the giant church slash, um, courthouse. Looking for any structural weaknesses, any ways to move an army in there, that kind of stuff. Um, okay, uh, go ahead and give me a, an investigation check while you're doing that. Um, what, what type of armor do you have right now, Brixius? Um, chainmail. Uh, so no, you do not have just the option to do just a breastplate because you have chainmail. So can I no longer walk around naked if I want to wear my armor? Well, all the rest of the time, even when you were naked, you you always had your armor on, but then just no clothes. It was Chafe City. Chafe Central. (laughs) That's true. All right, so I guess we'll just go back to uh, full-on chafing, and then I I switch between my helm and my bucket hat. I hardly, and I'm going to rarely wear them together, but there will be occasions for that, too. You can wear your kilt on the inside to prevent some chafing. Or the kilt on the outside to add some style. That's also true. I rolled a 15. All right. So with that, um, you're specifically looking at the church and the church slash courthouse thing, the giant building that everything is basically based out of. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a very sturdy building. The entrances are the stained glass windows, the uh, giant doors at the front, there's the magistrate door, and then there's also the third door that you walked out through, which is kind of like a back door, back slash side door. I'm basically just writing down in a little piece of paper or anything that might help in case an army has to move in here and attack. Okay. Anything else that you guys want to accomplish in the city? Or do you plan on heading straight back towards the pass? Was it like a quick, painless process for me to say, hey, I open a new gym and I put some trainers into it. Here's my money. It's done. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Just real casually. Well, like. I know I got to go talk to Tyndall or whatever, but can I real casual walk in and just be like, hey, that open building down there, it's, it's, now, it's now my gym. Here's some money for it. And uh, I'm going to send some trainers over that just so we don't have to spend a lot of time on it right now. Yeah, sure. Uh you find the the house, the building with lots of little houses in front of it, and Tyndall is a very well-groomed-looking tiefling, and he says, "Well, I, 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 I suppose, I, I suppose that you could have them. Uh, that they, t- could t- have t- t- today, Junior. 
that you could um yes we 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 can do that for 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 um uh, for for uh, a, 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 a thousand gold. Done. Well, it was it, it, it was good doing business with b- 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 business with you. Awesome. And uh, cool. I want to give him that nod that only tieflings can give. And he gives it back. Nice. We're headed back to the pass. Is that where we're going? Yep, is. And that's all, folks. Uh, <laughs> it's copyright material. Also, uh, remind me next week, I'm going to come up with a description for the new gym. So I will uh, give you some details on what, what it looks like and its name and everything next week. Thunder thighs. You know what also you promised that you didn't do? You didn't come up with a facts-based Spongebob ranking of songs. Yeah, don't fucking, don't fucking remind them. <laughs> They'll forget. Because <laughs> I did not prepare. <laughs> All of our listeners just pause and wig anyway. Uh, 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 I'm not going to uh, respond to that. Maybe. <laughs> if you enjoyed what you heard on this episode, we appreciate you listening. Head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating review. Uh, we really appreciate it, and uh, we love hearing your feedback. We'll also read it on the air, like this listener. This was left on Stitcher by Saucy Noodles. Good for a laugh. As a DM, the visual descriptions <laughs> and world building make me want to up my game. That's Paul. As they should. Well, that was very nice. Thank you, Saucy Noodles. I really thought Fuck I was you. just going to head after it. Good for a laugh. Yeah, so did I. I was ready for that. That shit was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks. It's fucking terrible. Hate it. In between episodes, you can follow us in the meantime on Twitter or Instagram at Death Saving Bros. You can follow us on Instagram at Life Saving Bros to get tips, tricks, and other um, gaming materials to bring your own D&D campaign to life. You can follow me personally at HP Camper. You can follow me personally at B-E-N-F-R-O-1-5. Just fucking find one of the other guys. They'll fucking tell me about it. Uh, you can follow Brad at uh, Ima underscore B underscore Rad. You can find me on Old School RuneScape as Fat Smith. Fat with two T's. Thick with two C's. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's E-S-N-M with E-S-N-E-M-E-T-H. Uh, and until next time, those of you who are listening in your car, in your home, or wherever you may be. Keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one. So I joined Insane Clown Posse. You know the FBI technically classified them as a gang? What? That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, Juggalo. Like, just barely. I mean, they do, like, do very not okay things. Let's all join them. Who's in? Ziggalos for life. (laughs) Do some meth and then steal some, uh... Some mail out of people's mailboxes. Oh, I already do mess. I'm like halfway there. Welcome to another episode Starburst, of Starburst, god Day. damn it! Starburst? What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? Alright, oh, we're good. Um, Ben, how high is B-Rich's gain?
He gets gains every day. <laughs> Pain is the game. <laughs> Small is the goal. Pain is the gain. It's gains o'clock, motherfucker. Let's go. Uh, how high is the knob on the on the Behringer? All the way up. <laughs> is it really? Yes, for Brad's output on the second knob, it is 100% up. Jeez. Okay. Thank you. Is this better? Actually. Yes. That wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw yodeling to practice with my... Uh, Starburst? God thing. damn it. What the fuck uh, is that from? The fuck is Daddy's this? Home. It's like Dusty's in there. He's giving him all these Starburst. Oh, Starburst, like Starburst. God, God damn it. <laughs> uh, but Lord Farquaad... Sorry. <laughs> Do you know which demons specifically are pictured in that painting? I have to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> I know generally, yes. Is there a specific... Oops, I burped. <laughs> Farquad. I did it again. <laughs> a couple times. How long have you been in this city? Sorry, I don't know that one. I don't know that one either, Echo. Echo, shut the fuck up. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs Gregorian Chant, Heavy Heart, Heavy Interlude... Midnight Tale, Morgana Rides, Past the Edge, Rights, and To the Ends are by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License 3.0. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.